0: nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the
1: oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I'm Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard round the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson,
0: Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain. Boys, David Crockett. I'm Lee. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by America's Mark Bourbon. This is Don't Tread America. I'm your host, Don Q, here we go. guys how's everybody doing out there today it is tuesday november 28 2023 <sighs> dang another month just about over it's crazy this year has flizzoned by well that's right g's up hose uh, down flizzoned busy all right Today, guy, today, guy, hey, guy, I'm going to talk about something a little bit different here. Well, not, not necessarily different for us here, right? That's what we do here. We're different. But, um, I stumbled upon a family. And, uh, this family is a name in which we probably have, I know we haven't talked about. And you may or may not even know who these people are. And, um, they're outside of the common name platitude that you may know. And I'm not talking about Rothschilds and I'm not talking about the Kennedys and the the bloodlines of the Illuminati. These this is a name unlike those, but very similar in the same sense. And I'm talking about the Wallenberg family. So stay tuned. I got a bunch of crap to drop on you and it's going to be messy. So here we go. Guys, a couple of things real quick before we get into the business here. Let's talk about money and me making something. No. <laughs> Guys, please, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, please make sure you're sharing this with your friends, your 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 like-minded friends, your unlike-minded friends. It's just information that I think everyone needs to hear. This isn't necessarily a Republican-Democrat type of situation. This is a, a uh, I don't even want to say this is an American thing this is uh, all of us this is every joe schmo as i call you know people like us like me we're just regular old people right we just work jobs now you know what's my tagline here right just do with a full-time job and a part-time podcast i this this story what i'm going to tell you guys today affects every single one of us so it's very important no matter what country you're in, I know the show's Don't Train America, and if you live in you know, Spain or in Europe somewhere or wherever wherever you're at listening to this, and your friends are of that country, they might be like, I don't listen to Don't Train America, we're not American, we're whatever. This has nothing to do with being an American. This has everything to do with being a world citizen, because um, this affects all of us people like us not people like them but people like us so it's very important to share this and uh then guys while you're on that podcast app don't forget christmas a little less than a month away guys uh check out the d tom store free shipping check it out it's cold outside i mean hell, huh? in florida it's what 50 something degrees right now that's cold for us i mean you might laugh I like, it's 10 degrees here son of a bitch okay cool i get you 50s cold especially since it's been in the 50s all day that's 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 pretty cold anywho i got hoodies on there i got uh t-shirts swim trunks you know whatever you need for your winter needs <laughs> check it out d tom store the link is at the bottom of the podcast i what you're listening to the song guys all right yeah and uh if you are on social media you can check us out at don't tread on america on facebook instagram tiktok and true social uh tiktok's just drinks put a new one up check it out And uh, if you're not on social media, that's fine. You can check us out at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. We are also on the Twitter X machine. I forgot that one. D Tom underscore 1775. And from all of those situations, you can get in contact with me personally. And uh, if you have any questions, concerns, ideas, whatever, send them my way. And I'll ignore them promptly. So don't worry about it. Uh, Is there anything else? Do we have... Let me. No, no, nothing else. That's all I got. All right. So here we go. Here we go. So the Wallenberg family is one of the richest families in the world that most people don't even know about. Um, what do you know about the Wallenberg family? Um, they create or hold senior positions in in the World Economic Forum, the Bilderberg Group, the Trilateral Commission, the ICC, and the Institute of International Finance. Now, before I go in, I stumbled upon this video. Now, this is an IA-generated video, and I'm going to play it. It's not my words, um, and the reason I'm going to play is because this person this computer whatever you want to call it is saying everything that i need to say and there's no sense in me reading it when i could let them say it so please listen
1: probably no doubt that the rothschild family was once very powerful however they do not control our telecommunications infrastructure nor do they control the power grid nor are they in charge of our financial system swedish family of finance and banking the wallenberg family owns or controls many of the global tech companies through their investment company called Investor. The crown jewel, which is the base for controlling information, is a company called Ericsson, which provides the telecommunications infrastructure in 184 countries across the world. These days, telecommunication and internet infrastructure is the same thing, fiber optics. Ericsson holds over 65,000 telecommunications and fiber optic patents. The Wallenberg family took control of Ericsson in 1932, following the death of Swedish business tycoon Ivar Kruger, who had muscled himself and his allies into Ericsson a couple of years earlier. This is a long and detailed story all to itself. But to make a long story short, Ivar Kruger shot himself in the chest, just as he was about to lend money to the German government, interest-free, in exchange for a monopoly on German matchstick manufacturing. Kruger and his American and French bank allies, who were among the opposition to the Deep State, were determined to continue lending money to Germany post-World War I. When Kruger died, the geopolitical and financial momentum shifted in Wallenberg's favor. The Deep State then made Kruger out to be a fraud, with the help from their media bullhorn, and all Kruger stocks basically plummeted. Guess who was there to buy them up on the dip? Wallenberg. The Wallenbergs' connection with the then-emerging Nazi movement cannot be understated. If Ivar Kruger would have lived, things would probably have looked quite different. But that's a story for another episode. The Wallenbergs now controlled both the major share of telecommunications through Ericsson, as well as the signal surveillance through a company called Cryptograph, which made cryptography machines with built-in back doors. Manufactured by Ericsson, of course. However, Ericsson's dealing over the past decades are beginning to come to light because of decent people fighting for what's right. People like Julian Assange has uncovered much information through WikiLeaks that the deep state didn't want out and is currently paying the price for it. His work has led to more people engaging to uncover information that's very inconvenient to the deep state. Make sure you look into the Ericsson report for more information. The media obviously cannot be trusted to tell the truth, And this has been proven again and again over the last couple of years. We, the people, need to come together and fight for truth. And what's right, we are the news now. They want you divided. They want you labeled by race, religion, class, sex, etc. Divided, you are weak and have no collective power. Divided, you attack each other and miss the true target. Them, stand strong. So,
0: I mean, that essentially is everything you need to know. All right, guys. You have a great day. No, I'm joking. (laughs) So, essentially, this, this, I was going to say this company, this family, owns Ericsson. Ericsson Telecommunications, which, like he said, or they said, whatever, is one of the largest telecommunications companies in the world. Now, in this country, in America, we don't think much about not that you probably never heard of Ericsson but it's not a Verizon or AT&T or something along those lines right or GTE or whatever and but that's not to say that they're not involved (laughs) they're involved in 184 countries in the world I believe there's only 190 so (laughs) chances are if you're hearing my voice They're involved in your country's uh, telecommunications, internet, whatever. And why is that important? Well, these days, everything that you see or hear comes via the internet for the most part. You know, if you're listening to this podcast, well, I shouldn't say if because you wouldn't hear me, but you understand what I'm saying. You're listening to this podcast. I am doing this on my computer. And then it will be put out on the internet. Through my podcast sharing uh, company, Podbeam. And you'll see it on whatever app you're listening to this on. Whether it be Apple or Google or uh, Samsung Free or Podbeam or Spotify or iHeart. Or whatever it is you're listening to it on. Without the internet, guess what? You're not listening to this. So, I think... I think it's interesting when you have families like this that are involved so deeply in telecommunications, like what this what the computer said there was or is, uh, also pretty much internet communications. So we talk about um, shadow banning and banning or you know redirecting misinformation or whatever whatever you want to call it. And we automatically assume that it's a a person or persons. Uh, And that's not necessarily the case. Um, It's not like there's some... I shouldn't say it like this. In addition to people sitting in a control room or whatever watching stuff, surely there's a computer program set up that says if these words are mentioned, if these... Um, pictures or or uh, insignias or whatever are used. Not that we need to ban them, especially in certain countries, for the fact of freedom of whatever. But hide them. Shadow ban them, right? Hide them. And I think, in all honesty, I think that's one of the reasons why this show is is good as... I, I don't want to say that I think it's the best show ever because i know it's the best show. um i feel like i do a pretty good job okay i'm not trying to toot my own horn here or whatever but based on a lot of the comments i've been getting from perfect strangers the people the comments that i've been reading to you guys off of the off of the different um podcast apps these are people I don't know. I don't know anybody. It's like my mom on there saying anything. She only listen to the fuck show. <laughs> so these are people that I don't know. Couldn't pick them out of a room. And they, as long as, as well as you guys that are listening to, I would, I would have to assume you feel that the shows pretty good or you wouldn't listen to it. And, um, I think it should be bigger than what it is, but I feel That the reason it is not is because of my logo, because some of the titles of the shows. You know, I just think that's how it is. And you know what? It is what it is. I you know, I, I I don't wanna say I don't care, but there's nothing I can do about that. I'm not gonna sit there and say, Well maybe if I just change my logo. I'll blow up. Maybe if I um, start doing, well, and maybe if I did that, maybe if I did that, then I wouldn't be who I am and standing where I'm standing and being the person I'm being, right? I, if I change my ways and change what I think and change what I do just to maybe possibly make make it big as a podcaster, well, that kind of goes against everything I'm sitting here t- telling y'all, right? So fuck that shit. It is what it is. We're going with the logo and, it, and I'm going to need you guys to help do what you do. Do what you do anyway so where was i at all right so the company the Wahlberg family okay so there are if you don't know and you didn't really catch it from what the what the computer said they're a prominent swedish family renowned bankers industrialists, politicians bureaucrats and diplomats present in most large swedish industrial groups like ericsson which we talked about electrolux which is the second largest uh, appliance manufacturer in the world <laughs> i didn't know that i figured it was like warprol or maytag maytag or whatever but we're not talking about america we're talking about the world abb sas group skf i don't know what all those are i guess i could hit the abbreviations not doesn't really matter um abb is a swish swedish Swiss multinational corporation uh sas group is an airlines comp- holding company so they own and airlines skf is these are all swedish companies uh bearings and uh lubrication systems blah 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 machinery type stuff aik is a professional sports club uh atlas uh Coop copco copco a swedish multinational industrial firm Uh, Founded in 1873. Manufactured industrial tools and equipment. Uh, The most famous of the Wahlberg family is Raoul Wahlberg. A diplomat who worked in Budapest, Hungary, during the World War II to rescue Jews from the Holocaust. Between July and December of 1944, he issued protective passports and housed Jews, saving tens of thousands of Jewish lives. Their flagship company, Investor AB, has a... Market capitalization of around sixty billion dollars. The family is also heavily involved in philanthropy through the Wahlberg Foundations, especially in in the Nut and Alice Wahlberg Foundation. So sorry to interrupt, but this one last I don't not donating to your fucking wiki, Lee, Sorry. Or wiki whatever this is called, Wikipedia. The earliest known member of the Wahlberg family is Pierre Hansen. Who in sixteen ninety two married uh, Kirsten Jacob daughter shoot Their son Jacob Wahlberg. Why See, I'm gonna I'm gonna go off on a tangent here. Shock. So if dad is Paul Hansen and mom is Kirsten shoot where did the name Wahlberg come from? Their son Jacob Wahlberg. Not even Wal Wallenberg, it's just Wahlberg. And not not from the, uh, you know, Donnie Wahlberg. (laughs) The children of the first marriage call themselves Wahlberg. And those in the second called themselves Wallenberg. Weird. Jacob Pearson Wahlberg is the great-grandfather of of, uh, Andre Wallenberg, who in 1856 founded the Stockholms uh, Eskinda Bank. So the SEB Bank—it's one of the biggest banks in the in the world. Andre Wallenberg's son, Nut Wallenberg, took over as CEO of the bank in 1886. Like many of the Wallenberg relatives, Nut Wallenberg also involved in Swedish politics and diplomacy. Uh, diplomacy <laughs> became minister of foreign affairs in 1914 to 17. Member of the uh, Riksdags, Riksdags, first uh, chamber parliament of sweden blah 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 blah. nut Wahlberg, younger brother marcus uh carried on tradition took over ceo of the bank replacing his older brother jacob i'm just trying to skim through this trying to see if there's anything big here during the this is wikipedia so they're not going to get too deep in the shit so anyway you can understand these people much like the Rothschilds, were involved in banking early early on in their lives as time grew by into world war one into world war two is when they took over the erickson company you heard the story where the the uh, the dude man the dude got shot what was his name keurig or whatever and um shot in the chest you know it was like clinton style right so interestingly enough so um Jesus fucking Christ. Why can't I just read a damn article? I was reading it just fine. I don't need to buy a fucking subscription to your stupid-ass newspaper. Just let me read the fucking shit. Jesus Christ. Okay, now, this article is from 2016, okay? Now, um, actually, I'm going to... S- 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 no, that's the... Okay, so I'll, I'll go back and read this one here. I'll record this one here. Yeah, okay. So... Um, Trump had made remarks during a rally in 2016. As part of what he describes as Hillary Clinton's corruption, Donald Trump was highlighted in uh, incidents involving Swedish telecommunications telecommunic- giant Ericsson, one of the world's most largest mobile network equipment maker. blah, blah, blah. Um, so here's some of the points he made. In 2009, Ericsson Communications uh, came under U.S. pressure for selling tele- telecom equipment to several oppressive governments, including Sudan, Syria, and Iran. Some of those regimes use those technologies to monitor and control their own people. In June of 2011, Hillary Clinton's State Department began adding goods and services to the list that might be covered under expanded sanctions on Iran and other state sponsored terrorisms. During that time, Erickson sponsored a speech by Bill Clinton, by Bill Clinton paying him $750,000. In April 12, uh, 2012, the Obama administration issued an executive order imposing sanctions on telecom sales to Iran and Syria, but those sanctions did not cover Ericsson's work in Iran. So, here's the situation where at the time he wasn't president yet, accusing this company of what I just what I just told you. And the Clintons and Obama covered for them. We we were banning uh or putting sanctions on people to do this stuff in Syria and Iran and whatever. Uh, except for this company. It got swept under the rug. Now the a couple of the interesting things here. I'm gonna go back to this here. Um, you know, it's interesting that we hear about the likes of Soros and you know the Rothschilds and Schwab, but we rarely hear anything about the Warrenbergs. Now, the fact that I've mentioned the few things that I've talked about here, you I would be willing to bet, with the exception of maybe if you if you live in Europe and you happen to stumble upon this name, and you've probably heard of the companies I talked about, er, uh, Ericsson Telecommunications and whatever else, but you probably haven't heard of this of this family, and you know I'm not blaming you because <laughs> I hadn't either. So I'm not saying you guys are stupid, but they are one of the most powerful families in Europe. Um, the what the fuck? I gotta love how uh, stuff disappears here um in this family so one of the most famous of the of the group was raul uh, wallenberg helped the jews or helped some jews when he was in hungary and helped them escape and so on and so forth but the interesting thing about that is you have a family it's not just raul you had his uncles and uh, there's u.s documents that indicate the family of Raul Wallenberg's aided the Nazis so here on one hand you have a person Raul who was helping the Jews in Budapest Hungary to escape in the meantime his uncles I I don't know why in the fuck I have to start yawning so much Jesus fucking Christ sorry guys let me drink some whiskey here hold on Mm. maybe that'll help no so while Swedish diplomat Raoul Wallenberg was saving the lives of Jews in Hungary during World War II, some of his relatives were collaborating with the Nazis during World War or during uh, during World War II. While Raoul was a saint, he was performing superhero feats to save Jews in Budapest. The U.S. government knew that the Wallenberg Bank, controlled by his uncles, was cooperating wholly with the Nazis. Um, <clears throat> the activities. You know, the U.S. had discovered the activities of the Wallenberg Open Bank while searching recently declassified U.S. intelligence files for information concerning the whereabouts of assets of Holocaust victims that were believed to be in Swiss bank accounts. The um, Wallenberg document shed lights on Sweden's involvement with the collaboration with the Nazis during the war. Sweden is clearly emerging as one of the places where Nazis moved assets. According to the documents, the NKASLAIDA Bank, owned by Jacob Marcus Wallenberg, Raul's uncles, dealt with in uh, a large black market operations, money laundering, and sealing German investments in the United States. <coughs> the documents also contained evidence disproving the belief in some circles that Marcus Wallenberg was on the side of the Allies. He traveled to the United States in 1940 on behalf of the German interest to buy back a um, block of German securities held by America, according to the documents. The disclosed information about the collaboration between the Nazi regime and Marcus and Jacob Wallenberg suggests a reason for a feeble, or feeble attempts to find their nephew. It's long been out there. The Wahlberg family in Stockholm apparently did very little to locate Raoul after his disappearance into Soviet, into the Soviet Gulag in January of 1945. Stationed in Budapest, Raoul Wallenberg helped save some 2,000 or 20,000 Jews from deportation to Nazi death camps. He was arrested by the Soviet occupation forces in January of 45. Soviet uh, authorities. Maintain that Ronald Wallenberg died in in prison in 1947. Others claim he's been alive since, or was alive as of the 1980s. Now, <coughs> my question is this: Okay, in During World War II, the Russians were allies with America and in, in Europe and whatever. So, how come you would arrest? How come Russia would have arrested? this gentleman if he was the hero he was portrayed to be if if you have a person who is saving jewish lives and and so on and so forth why was he arrested and and i asked that question because i honestly i do not know i can't find it anywhere um and whether he did or he didn't die we don't know um But, I mean, I I think that's an interesting question because um, (laughs) you would think he would have been considered one of the good guys. So, there had to be a reason. I don't know if it's because of his last name or, or what. Or maybe he wasn't as good as he was portrayed to be. I'm just asking a question. So i'm gonna i'm gonna dive into the walden wallenbergs and who i can't really go into who they are more so than what i've already told you but what they're involved in okay so we we in this on this show and other shows i'm sure you've heard them talk about and we've talked about the illuminati and we've talked about secret societies and skull and bones and those type things and most other shows, not most, but a lot of other shows do the same thing. Well, here is a list of the top 10 secret societies and you probably know most if not all of these names. So you got the Bilderberg Group, the Illuminati, Skull and Bones, Council on Foreign Relations, Trilateral Commission, Priory of Scion, Bohemian Grove, Freemasonry, of 300, and the Knights Templar. Now, I'm not going to go through all of these real quick. I'm just making a point that these are probably some of your most recognizable uh, secret society groups. Most people know who these are. But the interesting thing is you scroll through these and you see the famous attendees. So, for example, the Bilderberg Group. David Rockefeller, Henry Kissinger, Bill Clinton, uh, Angela Merkel, Alan Greenspan, Ben Bernanke. Uh, George Soros, Donald Rumsfeld, Robert Murdoch, Jean-Claude Van... D- oh, no. Jean-Claude Tr- Trichet, whatever. Mervyn King, I don't know, Bank of England, uh, Edmund de Rothschild, Robin Oppenheimer, and Henry Ford II. So, it's interesting. So, I'm just going to... I'm not going to read what they do and what they, and most of y'all could do. that. You can look it up if you want. The Illuminati uh, is next... Um. <laughs> and it just gives the different classes of Illuminati Masters obviously would not give famous people but uh, so you go to uh, uh, Skull and Bones obviously we've talked about that Taft, H.W. Bush uh, Sun Bush April Harriman a lot of the Bush cronies so to speak Uh, let's roll down here uh, Council on Foreign Relations famous members Rockefeller, Kissinger, Clinton (laughs) uh, William F. Buckley Alan Dulles (laughs) Gerald Ford Herbert Hoover um, Carl Sagan uh, Oprah Winfrey (laughs) interestingly enough George Soros Um, I'm just picking out names that I know that more like you guys would know uh, trilateral Commission, once again, Rockefeller, Bush, Clinton. So you see it's the same same players in most of these groups. Now, the interesting thing is I'm reading these names, and you don't hear the name of the person we're doing the show on, right? So <clears throat> the the Wallenberger or Wallenberg family are, are instrumental in a lot of those uh, groups. So first off, we'll start with the Bilderberg group. The Wallenbergs were instrumental in its creation. Okay, now, did I mention their name as a famous member? No, because no one knows who the fuck they are. I shouldn't say no one. I guarantee you, if you you happen to stumble upon a conversation with Bill Clinton, and just so happens we have Bill. Bill, go ahead. Uh, You're on mic two there. Let me go ahead and turn you on there. All right, go ahead. Bill. Yeah, go ahead, PCJC. You know... Who these people are. Uh, I'm really not at liberty to talk about that right now. I'm just going to go ahead and drink some of your whiskey. Then you are of no no help to me. I'm going to go ahead and turn your mic off. Damn it. Anyway. The people involved in these situations obviously know who the Wallenbergs are. But, most, most, like I said, most of us don't know who the fuck they are. But let me tell you. The Wallenbergs were instrumental in the creation and have been members of the steering committee of the Bilderberg Group since its creation. <laughs> so, you, when you think of the Bilderberg Group, and I name those famous people that have been members, have or currently are, this family helped start the damn thing and are still involved. And what's a steering committee? Well... The steering committee is essentially the steering of a committee. No, it's a committee of people who guide the group into picking certain people. Like, we want this person, we want that person. And, um, you know, they've invited CEOs, uh, world leaders, so on and so forth, uh, from the Wallenberg sphere and other Swedish companies, as well as editor-in-chiefs of mass media, Swedish politicians, and scientists to the meeting. The Wallenberg-owned Grand Hotel, um, I'm not even going to try and say that word. Uh, I, actually, I want to. salt and hosted the meeting twice, or thrice, I guess. 62, 73, and 84, Marcus Wallenberg Jr. was a member of the steering committee and attended the meeting 22 times from 50 to 81 prior to his death. His grandson, Marcus Wallenberg, has attended it eight times as a member of the steering committee and his other grandson, Jacob Wallenberg, seven times as a member of the steering committee. So his family is ensconced in the Bilderberg group. And it's obviously if you're born into this family, you're, you have the option to be in the deal, so to speak. All right. So then we talked about the Trilateral commi- uh, Commission. Okay. Members of the Trilateral Commission include Marcus Wahlberg Jr., Peter Wallenberg, I say Wahlberg, Wallenberg, Peter Wallenberg Sr., Jacob Wallenberg, and Marcus Wallenberg, who were also in the Bilderberg Group, right? Former members of the Wallenberg sphere include Vice President of SEB, which is the bank, Diplomat and Advisors for the Investor Company, and the Wallenbergs, um, Eric Belfage. A Irish lawyer, a former investor, a B employee, and a uh, friend to the Wallenbergers. So, once again, very integral part, family members in the Trilateral Commission, not mentioned. The ICC, International Chamber of Commerce, now, that's not one of your top 10 uh, secret societies, but if, if you live in a town or a city or whatever, a lot of towns and cities at least in america have a chamber of com- commerce now i don't know i would assume you have them around the world in certain cities in different countries and there's always been a mystique about what the chamber of, of commerce is in in your little podung town you my old bob is part of the chamber of commerce essentially i mean it's in it's in the name right you help create commerce for your town, city, state, whatever. But there's also a lot of rumors that it's probably one of the most crooked organizations everywhere, not just in where whatever town you're in, because you're obviously trying to... You're taking... Especially the bigger the town, obviously. You get some shady backhand... Dealing from companies that want to invest in your city and town and whatever. But now this is the International Chamber of Commerce. Same difference. And the Wallenbergs have their own room, the Wallenberg room, in the headquarters of the ICC in Paris. Peter Wallenberg was immediate post uh, past president of the ICC in Paris, uh, Marcus Wallenberg, Jr., As a longtime serving chairman, his grandson, Marcus, is is the longest serving chairman in the history of ICC and now is now honorary chairman. That's how these people are involved. European Roundtable of Industrialists. They're involved in that. So anything that has to do with commerce, industrialization, banking, (laughs) telecommunications, especially in Europe. But a lot of that bleeds in the Bilderberg Group isn't in Europe; it's in America. The Trilateral Commission is everywhere. Um. So, former members of the Wallace, Wallenberg sphere include Kurt Nicolin, CEO of ISEA, uh, and other people. I'm trying to say there's no one, no one that we're going to know about. So I don't want to dive into those names, and half of them I can't say anyway. So, um. Marcus Wallenberg is vice chairman and treasurer of the Institute of International Finance. Now, when it comes to the World Economic Forum, Jacob Wallenberg was vice chairman of the WEF, and his cousin, Marcus, has been a participant. Now, these are organizations. Now, I didn't mention Illuminati or Skull and Bones or, you know, some of the other ones. And I'm not to say that they're any less sinister or more sinister or whatever, but these each one of these situations here involve, um, like I said, commerce and in, industrial. Hell, they are part owners in AstraZeneca, right? <laughs> Where have we heard that before? So they have a large stake in one of the world's largest pharmaceutical companies. They own Ericsson, which is one of the largest telecommunications companies. And I think that's where it gets interesting. Here's, a, here's a, uh, a family name that most people have not ever heard of. And they're involved in so many aspects of our lives that we don't even realize it. And it's, it's interesting how I can sit here and talk about the 13 bloodlines of the Illuminati. And most of those names you know. I've done a couple of shows on some of them. I want to get into the Rockefellers. I want to do things. But but these are names you know. Now, when I post this show, hopefully you got to listen to it. And you're hearing my voice now. But I'll say this. I'm still trying to find the title for this show. And the reason I say that is this. Because if I if I say the Wallenberg family, one of the richest families, blah, blah, blah. Most people are going to be like, Ugh, eh. So I got to find something to grab the attention and hopefully I found it and I grabbed your attention because I can't sit here and just say that because I've done some things and people don't even bat an eye at the, at the thing because they're like, I don't really care about, about the Rothschilds. I don't really care. Who cared? We've heard it all before and that's fine. I get it. Um, the fact that you don't know who these people are, <clears throat> and they own one of the largest telecommunication, telecommunication God bless it, telecommunication companies in the world, not just in Europe or wherever. <coughs> Excuse me, and they're involved with so many patents that involve fiber optics stuff that we probably use in America. That wherever you're listening to this from, you're your country, your state, your city, your, your internet company, whatever, they probably use a lot of their technology because they own the patents to, what was it, 60-some-odd thousand different patents. Well, if when, when you have one family that can control that level of something that's important to all of us, and then with the emergence of podcasting, I shouldn't say emergence like this is new, but the popularity, I guess is a good way to put it. And the fact that you have to use the internet to podcast, number one, and to listen to it, number two. But on top of that, with TikTok and, and uh, social media, Twitter and whatever, we always talk about how oh i'm getting shadow banned on facebook or instagram and we blame mark zuckerberg and i'm not saying he's not to blame but who's to say he's solely to blame what if their software and their infrastructure and their technology is enabling him to do that i don't know (laughs) interestingly enough i saw (laughs) a video on tiktok so i was watching some tiktoks you know whatever and uh It was talking about uh, stay-at-home jobs for whatever reason. And one of them was, you'd think I've been up since 10 o'clock last night. Oh, wait, I have been. (laughs) It's Um, one of the jobs was a, uh, I, I can't recall exactly how it was worded, but it was a YouTube monitor, essentially. What's the job? So, you... Uh, observe videos on YouTube and then you just dis- you determine whether they're offensive or not so <laughs> my wife my wife is trying to retire but then she's like well maybe I should get a job and work from home and I was like whatever so she uh, I, that happened to come on I was like oh look at this you could do this one of them was like you could shop for Amazon you get set uh, I think it was 30 something dollars an hour you shop for Amazon which she does that quite well. They give you $750 a month to shop on Amazon and then review their products. You you know, whatever you buy, you review and you get paid. She's like, hell, I could do that. I'm like, yeah, you probably could. The problem is you can't buy what you want to buy. You got to buy what they want you to buy anyway. Um, but I found it interesting that particular job with the YouTube situation was 29 or whatever it was, dollars an hour. And um, you... <laughs> you get to determine if it's a whatever you're seeing, if it's offensive or not. Well, I'm thinking, I wonder if there's guidelines. Okay. They say, okay, here, Don, you're a monitor for YouTube. You watch these, you, whatever, whatever, however it works. Um, well, what I might find offensive, you might not find offensive or what I, you find offensive. I might not find offensive. So, it's very interesting that unless there's a... Even if there is a set of guidelines, I'm sure. I mean, I that's one of the reasons I've stopped doing videos. Because I used to video this show. And uh, the reason... The biggest reason I stopped is... If you've ever tried to upload an hour or so long video onto YouTube... It's quite an arduous task. I'm not lying. Okay, so right now it's about 20 to 3. I'll be done here in about 20 minutes. I can have this show edit it not that i'm gonna have a lot of edits i'm just gonna get some of those jawns out <laughs> but for the most part the show's ready to go um so i'll have this show up and ready by three thirty this afternoon okay if if i videotape this and i just simply went to go post it on um on youtube it would be tomorrow morning when i got up before it was loaded uploaded i'm not lying that's how long it takes. Obviously, the longer the video, the longer it takes. And it's uh if I was making money, you know, however much money you can make uploading videos on YouTube, if I was getting paid for it, it'd probably be worth it. But the fact that I, I don't, haven't, and probably never will, because some of the subjects I talk about are deemed sensitive or I was getting flagged all the time. I'm like it's not worth it. But now that i see that is it up to one person like whoever is monitoring my channel that day they say oh he said covid oh he said uh ivermectin oh he said you know what i'm saying whatever because that's when it was it was when covid and all this shit was going on it's kind of hard to stay quiet about certain subjects but even a show like this if i was recording this would this be deemed offensive? would this be deemed misinformation because you know you schmuck Watching the show be like, who the fuck's the Wallenbergs? This guy's making bullshit up. He's lying. I'm flagging it. Boom. You know, and you get demonetized. You can't make any money. But the fate of, and I'm I'm, I'm just picking on YouTube, but I got to assume that most social media falls into the same group. And there's a lot of people that depend on social media to make money. Whether that's cool or not, you know, whatever. That's in the eye of the beholder, I guess. But. The fate of a person's income shouldn't be determined by some, you know, pardon me, you know, the expression, but a pussy that can't take a joke. Um, or you know, maybe they have a list of buzzwords. If this person mentions these five hundred words, then you got to flag it. I, I don't know, but I don't know. I think the thing is about internet, and then when you have one family that's involved in such a large portion of it. Um, and then this particular family is also involved in <laughs> aspects of the deep state and the and the secret societies of the deep state, the Bilderberg Group and Trilateral Commission, to name a few. Who's to say that during these meetings, they're not being told, hey, you need to do this. You know. Now, they're one of the richest families in Europe and in the world, but um, I don't want to say they're not that rich, but as a family, it's 280 I think, billion dollars. Um, obviously, there's people as rich or richer, and it's a family thing, so it's not necessarily that each person I named, there's like three relatives, brothers, cousins, whatever they are. Um, so it's divided. It's kind of like the the Walton family, the, the, the family that... Happen to be lucky enough to be born from Sam Walton's seed, they're worth 250 or something like that billion dollars. But it's as a family, so the five, whatever it is, brothers and sisters combined are worth that, if that makes any sense. Anyway, <laughs> the point being is this I'm going to keep doing some digging. Here's a family that you need to know about if you are so inclined. Do some some of your own research. If you think I'm full of shit and whatever. And maybe I'm missing something. That's possible. Wallenberg. Look it up. I will say this about that. They're from Sweden. Okay. Nothing against people from Sweden. But most of whatever you... I shouldn't say most. But a lot of whatever you're going to find. Is in Swedish. Or whatever the vernacular is called there. No no offense. Um, so unless you can read their language it's very hard to know what you're looking for <laughs> i'll just say this about that now if you're in europe it's probably more plentiful and you could probably really dig through the internet you probably have to i mean you realistically probably have to jump on the dark web if you're able to do so and the reason i say that is because if you're a family <laughs> whether you're the wallenbergs or whoever And you have such a uh, large chunk of telecommunications assets. If you don't want to be found out about, guess what? But it is interesting how Trump, I feel, called these people out and this company out when he was running for president the first time. I don't think they thought twice about it because they just assumed Hillary was going to win. Then when she lost and he was in, I wonder if that's part of the reason why... During his four years plus that he's been dealing with all the bullshit he's been dealing with. You figure he probably pissed off quite a few people. And obviously he's paying the price. So not not to make this a Trump show. I'm just pointing out some of the things that he said about these people that most of us didn't even know about. Now this was a while ago. I wasn't doing a show back then. But it's interesting to know. So. With that being said, guys, today is Tuesday, November 28, 2023. Don't forget to check us out on social media. Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker and True Social. And on the Twitter X machine at DTOM underscore 1775. We also have a website, DontTreadOnAmerica.com. Guys, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, please make sure you're sharing this with your friends or people that need to know about these things. And then please also, one more favor... Uh, if you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, uh, if you give us a rating, and if you want to leave a comment on Apple, you can also on Podbeam If you happen to be listening to us there, leave us a comment. I'm reading them. You guys send them, I read them because it makes me feel good about myself, and that, that's what is important. Now, and <laughs> also, guys, don't forget about the D Tom Store. Christmas right around the corner, guys. Ships out pretty quick, about a week. So check it out. Maybe the husband wants something or your wife. Oh, I don't know. But other than that, guys, you have a fantastic day. And I will talk to you again on Thursday.